beautiful. Episode two eighty four, everyone. Happy two thousand nineteen. Ting 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 ting. <laughs> Rostahorn. Yeah, that was my Rostahorn. Very good. I cannot believe it's here finally. How do you feel? New How year, new you? Yeah, actually, yes. Yes. I feel like this is going to be Sarah's year of self care and babies. Oh, really? Yes. You're feeling fertile. Super. And I had like a weird, okay. So I was meditating the other night and I had this like new memory pop into my head. Like I can't even call it, like, I don't even know what to call it. It's just like, it's a thought, but it feels like a thought that's like been there, like too real. And before I had always thought, oh yeah, my future kid's going to be a boy. It's definitely a boy. It's definitely a boy. And then something magical happened the other night where now I'm like, oh, it's totally a girl. Whoa, really? It's like energy shift. (gasps) So yeah. So I'm like putting it into the universe that a little girl is going to be popping up soon, but not like anytime soon, not for like another like five or six months. Wow. I got to finish that school first, but you know. You heard it here first. So maybe yes. like your first pregnancy, maybe that was the boy. Yeah. You know. That was a little boy energy and now it's a little girl energy. Just wow. Switched, so. Sarah. Well, I mean, no. do you are one of those people that like is super in tune with your body. Super. And so you feel fertile right now. Uh, well, I don't feel fertile right now because I'm on birth control. But. <laughs> So, mentally fertile. Yes, but mentally in yes, in a totally different baby having place. Aww. And like the baby would have a way better life right now. Oh, you, you mean if the timing was yes, before it would have been more difficult. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yes. that's true for sure. Yeah. What if like okay, you're going to graduate, let, let's say you get pregnant, then yes. would you ever do you think that it would ever happen where you'd be like, "You know what? I'll stay home with the baby." Yeah. Okay, so you're not like locked into absolutely not. I have to have a career right now, and no matter what. No, I'm not. Oh, okay, yeah. Because once that degree, once I've got that license, and once I've got the the letters, I mean, they don't go anywhere. They're not like as long as I keep up on my C. Uh, what is it called? Continuing education yeah. units. Yeah. CEUs. Then we're I'm golden. Hmm. So I okay. kind of feel like you know. Well, this is going to be an exciting year have, then. Yeah, yeah. I have like a. a, a bit, I'm very lucky to have a profession where you can kind of control your hours and only work three days a week if you want to, or only in the mornings or only in the evenings or whatever. So yeah. yeah. Wow. Yes. How about you, Suze? What's 2019 going to be like for the old Butler family? I'm a ding dong. Well, it's definitely got to be different than 2018 because I burnt myself out. Yeah. And it, it's not healthy. And it's also, what's the point of being successful if you cannot enjoy it? Correct. And so Oof. things are changing. There's a new sheriff mm. in town. Both Adam yeah. and I agree. I mean, it was sort of a necessary thing where our we have a company and it grew like really fast, but we were sort of taking on all the work uh, and not outsourcing enough. Mm-hmm. And that is not a good thing all the time. But now right. we're going to work on making a shift because I, th- I think a lot of people know what that feels like, especially if you're yes. self-employed, where you're like... Just keep on the, you got to keep the wheels in motion or the whole thing mm-hmm. will fall apart. That's what it feels like. Mixed metaphors well, aside. 
Yeah, and I feel I would imagine that you know you guys know it better than anybody, and it must be difficult to outsource a lot of this stuff because there's like a learning process where you guys have already been through that, and now you got to teach somebody else or whatever it is. So it's like sometimes you know that that good old saying, "Oh, if you want something done, you got to do it yourself." Well, yeah, Mm -hmm. but only to a certain point. Well, and we're both fussy about like doing it a certain way. Like Mm -hmm. I don't like cutting corners and stuff. So yeah. You know, a lot of people are into that. <laughs> right. Well, a lot of people are into it when it's not their, their business. <laughs> business. Right, right, right. Yeah. So I think yeah. that is going to be a, a change. And the one of the ways we're doing that is like we're planning uh, trips. So like Ooh, some of them are small and some of them are big. And it's uh, going to be like just to have something to look forward to. Yes. You know, I think that's, that's really, really good for your mental health. Where are your trips that you have planned so far? Well, we started with, we went to Pittsburgh for Thanksgiving and then we went to my sister's for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Then in January, Adam gave me two tickets to see Billy Joel in, <gasps> the, in Madison Square That's Garden. What always wanted. Bucket list, big time. Oh, 14th sis. row, baby. You're going to end up on stage, just watch. I wish. I mean, let's I put that in the universe. I, I think you will. Something's going to happen That's where he's nice. going to like spot you and you're going to <laughs> It's me. Our eyes will meet. <laughs> yes. So that's in January. Then, you know, some other places coming up. I don't know. Fun. Fun Suze, stuff. Suze, that's yeah. so exciting. Thanks. That's a, good, yeah. that's a good way to kick it off. Yeah. And I wish that for other people too, because like if, you know how there's this big debate about New Year's resolutions, New Year's goals, like mm-hmm. what's the difference? Why do you need a new year to start a thing? But why not take advantage of like this idea of a fresh start and- yeah. I'm all for, for it. it I, I don't think that's the part that's the problem. What is it? I think it's the expectation of like when you say like a resolution, I think it's when there's not a built in out. Like there's not a, there's not flexibility in the mm-hmm. adherence to the goals. Yeah. And like it's too when like people black and white. Feel, yes. When people feel like. They can fail and still succeed, you know, like have a setback and still succeed. Yeah. Then they're more inclined to achieve that goal. So you have to make failure like, okay thing. And like, oh, yeah, that's fine. You did it. You didn't do it right now, but you can still do it. Doesn't mean you. So with resolutions, it's so like hard and fast. The rule of like, yeah, I'm not going to do this. So as soon as you do that, you're like, well, I guess that's that's it. I did it. So now I don't have to keep trying for the rest of the year. And that's not in my Because like last year, I wanted to publish 10 articles and I think I ended up with eight but it didn't matter because I ended up doing some other things instead, and it's it was flexible, as you're saying. Yeah, it was like you need flexible goals. Yeah, it's not like the ten wasn't important; it was the intention and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. the movement there. So mm-hmm. I I agree with your theory. Mm-hmm. What, but if you, for example, said like I'm going to write two, have two published articles a month, and mm-hmm. then after month number two, you didn't have, you got maybe only. <laughs> yeah. One, yeah. Then you go. Well, I guess I'm not going to try it. anymore because I didn't get that one, so I'm not going to try for the other. You know, ten months of the year or whatever. And that would be an, uh, like something that our brain does that we don't even think it does, but it does that with resolution. So. Well, and I think I told you last time one of my uh, goals last year was to meditate at least five minutes a day, and mm-hmm. 
I am so pleased that I was able to maintain that through the whole year. And I want to encourage people to try Meditation Studio, which is an app that you can use that has like a guided version. So like if it's about sleep or stress or like I told you, like transition from work to home, like when you work at home, I mean, you really do need to have like a ritual in place. Um, and so that's what I use. Um, cause for a while I was doing it on my own and that's not always the best when you're stressed. Sometimes you need a little bit of guidance. Um, so download oh, yeah. meditation studio because we have a deal where if you subscribe to meditation studio, you'll get unlimited access to more than 500 original guided meditations with more than 40 leading experts. And the meditations are designed to inspire you, help you face everyday challenges from stress to sleep, to boosting happiness and confidence. And maybe even your sex life, as I said before, might be the perfect time to start meditating or make it a part of your everyday life. That's what I'm all about. It's easy. Get started with the Starter Series 10-Day Kickstarter program and then check out all the other guided meditations. Head to the App Store. Get started today with a seven-day free trial. Please just try this for seven days, Meditation Studio. It, uh, just to get started. Oh, you'll I mean, feel the effects in seven days. Yeah. And for Pete's sake, this is on Apple's like best of. Yeah. And perfect five score five stars. Yeah. It, it, I think it the really only is... other people who get that is us. <laughs> right. That's why we like them. We're in this elite group. It, it really yeah. is a, a great app. So give it a try. It's the perfect time of year to get started with that. Um, but anyway, this all sounds very positive. I like this. Um, did you <laughs> now let's switch to negativity. <laughs> yes. Did oh you? God. I have something. Oh so God. Get, you keep, first. No, you start. I no, just wanted no, to you. know if you read about the missionary that tried to go to the island with the uncontacted tribe. Oh no. Oh my God. No, stay away. What are you Sarah, doing? This guy oh, decided God. it was his calling to oh. go to this island where this tribe is of uncontacted people live. Um, and trained for it and even like he brought How? like like he he had plans in place for when he got shot with arrows and stuff oh my god for real like he had this sounds like the indiana jones ride not <laughs> it's so misguided and so dumb and really troubling actually because he of course got killed by these people <gasps> well you know what <laughs> Social Darwinism. That's what I was going to say, Darwin Awards. Yeah. Come on. They don't speak English, you jackass. What? You know what? That's what he gets. Sorry. Sorry. Whatever. It, it's, I mean, sad he died. It's not good. But I think lesson, there's a lesson in everything. I, how did he think that was going to go? Right. And like he was going to be the next, like the say, I think it's narcissistic intentions. Yes. I mean, that is so, nar- and that's such a, uh, I'm annoyed. Yeah. It really bothers me because I think that the idea, let's say you are faithful and you are devout in a particular religious tradition. And part of that tradition means you believe that you have to tell other people about it and try to convert them. Okay. I mean, I'm not into that, but. Let's say you are. Yeah. Then I don't really think you need to start with the uncontacted tribe. No, you definitely do not. There are people who are closer who are, I mean, because it's, it, it's not really about that. Well, I really don't think. There's he, no way. It was just about him. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. He may not know that. Yeah. But that's my opinion. And you could be introducing disease. Like, just the common cold could wipe out the whole tribe. Yes. So you're not thinking about anything. And what's in the best interest? Like, everything is, is this in the best interest of the individual? And that, yeah. He didn't and he really would, he really would. Consequences. I think he did, though, and was like, he kept saying that he felt like he would probably die and stuff, but that it, that it was like a noble well, then cause. then he becomes and, a martyr. Right. So this is all, it's still, it's like now he gets to have the story about him. This is but, in no way a story about these people who found religion. This mm-hmm. is a story about this guy. Everybody told him, like, the so, uh, anthropologists and, like, even the local fishermen were like, what are you doing? Like, you are going to die. And then the fisherman came back the next day and he was, like, being <laughs> his body was being dragged yeah. around the island and stuff. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, well, they're, they are protecting themselves. Yeah, and good on them. What's your negative news for the day? <laughs> oh, my God. Well, it's not even negative. It's just something else that, like, I'm, I'm, I've seen... I saw so many times over the holidays and I got to a point where I was like so frustrated. I finally snapped and I said something. Um, so let me set it up. So I, there's this situation that I keep running into or witnessing when I'm at places like Target or the craft store like Michael's or wherever I am. Mm -hmm. And It'll be a mom shopping with their child who's probably between the ages of like five and nine. And mm-hmm. the mom will ask, and it's, it's clear that like the mom's like me who likes to browse and likes to, you know, find yeah. the perfect thing, but feels maybe a little bit guilty that they are spending so much time. So needs to involve the child and says like, Ooh, help me pick out an ornament. We're going to go pick out, you know, okay. pick this out and is trying to get the kid interested so that the kid will, you know, not be like, oh my God, why are you spending a half an hour looking at ornaments? Come on, lady. (laughs) And so the mom goes, which one do you like? Yeah. And then the kid says, I really like this one. And the mom's answer every single time is no, not that one. Here's why that one doesn't work. I don't like that one. I heard it so many times, Susie, which one do you like? And the kid goes, I like this one. And they go, no, that one's too da-da-da. Oh, you just no. asked the kid what they liked. You did not say, so, I mean, I heard it so much. Like, uh, uh, I don't know if I all of a sudden got tuned into this and then started looking for it everywhere. Yeah. But I mean to tell you, it felt like every single time I was in the Christmas ornament section, this happened. So then... I'm at, uh, uh, where was I? Cost Plus the other day. And I'm, we're in line and they're all like the little lotions and everything, yeah. uh, in the aisle, like with all like the cute, w- the best place to get stocking stuffers, if anybody was wondering. Um, and so this little kid who's probably like seven years old is looking at the lotions and he's smelling them and, and, uh, he goes, I like this smell. I like this smell. Okay. Just stating what he likes. Mm-hmm. And the mom says, no, not that one. That's a girl smell. <gasps> and I couldn't stand it any longer. I was like, you know what? I, had, I oh hadn't eaten. I had just had like a, I don't know what, I think I just came from therapy. So I was like extra edgy. So like, you know, or just raw. And I was like, you know what? I can't hold my tongue anymore. And I said, 
you know what? I think you can like any smell you want to like. And if you ask me, there's no such thing as a girl smell or a boy smell. But that's just what I think. And I, like, winked at him. Mom did not even turn around and make eye contact with me. Didn't acknowledge me. Didn't say anything. No. But I was so pissed. I was like, what are we doing to these children? This yeah. has consequences, people. And I was, like, super ragey. So there you go. That's my thing. And there I can't believe it. that she didn't even turn around or anything. Didn't even turn around. And then the kid and I kept on making eye contact, like, the whole time. And if you ask me, the kid may – I think she was doing this because he, uh, will say, exhibited some more feminine personality traits. Oh, no. And. Dang. I was not happy about this. What smell was it? Do you remember? Uh, no, I asked him. It was blackberry vanilla or something. Mm. Dang. That's so annoying. And Because I, then I was like, now I got to talk to, you know, because like this poor kid. And I was like, which one's your favorite? And I'm like, glad you, you like? said something, but I don't think I would have had the guts. So I wonder what the right thing to do is. I don't know. And then that's I like panicked on the inside. I was like, it's not my place to parent somebody else's child. I understand that in every way. And that's why I tried to add a lot of like, that's just my opinion Mm -hmm. in there. Mm -hmm. And like, that's just me because I said, well, if you ask me, you can't because like, yeah, you know, I'm just talking. (laughs) Right. You know what? And I, I, of course, but I I don't know. I'm almost feeling myself getting like worked up just thinking about it right now. That's like, I am like panicking. I know it wasn't the right thing to do when I was in a very weakened place but well you know i don't know if it was not the right thing and i I really want to see that movie that came out called boy erased Um, me too oh my god Suze. it looks really good it It looks very sad of course but it's about the gay conversion therapy and it's a true story which makes it more you know i want to see it even more but i mean it's still legal in i think like 30 states to do gay conversion therapy and It's people like that that woman who yeah. nothing scares her more than the idea of her son not being toxically masculine. And the crazy thing is she, she totally looked like somebody who's like a vegan and really? shops at, at Cost Plus World Market. I mean, come on. You're supposed to be, <laughs> supposed to be on our team here, lady. I didn't know that about that store. Oh my God. Yeah. It's like all the, it's, it's cost plus world market. It's right. It's so all like, like imported stuff things and- from everywhere. <laughs> yeah. It's like the whole thing. Um, or maybe it's just a store full of things that are culturally appropriated. I don't know. Whichever. <laughs> Wait, I love it regardless. So when you just saw the kid for that period of time, uh, you picked up on something mm-hmm. that some people would call feminine. Yes. Yeah. Dang. That mm-hmm. makes my heart break. I wanted to hug. But really, I think it's just like he looks like a future intellectual. Oh, well, I like that. Yeah, but also one who would love a scarf. Or a scarf. Or a quip toothbrush to keep his teeth clean. Very important. I mean, oral health is for girls and boys. I know that much. Oh, of all genders, ages, <laughs> sizes, everything. And I mean, what better New Year's resolution than keeping those pearly whites white? Quip electric toothbrushes are really, I, I love them because they look so cute on my mirror. They're easy to travel with. And I do love that you can have an electronic or electric toothbrush that isn't bulky and takes up like all that space. And it has vibrations, tells you when to switch sides, tells you, you know, 
how long to brush. My kid uses it, loves it. Mm -hmm. Um, And it declutters your sink because it just, like I said, it mounts to your mirror. And then the brush heads are automatically delivered to you every three months for just five bucks. So you know when it's time to refresh your freaking toothbrush and not be gross. And Susie's favorite cleaning process. <laughs> and that's why I love Quip. It's like a, it's a special experience. That's what I love and why over 1 million happy, healthy mouths do too. Quip starts at just 25 wow. bucks. And if you go to getquip.com slash brain candy right now, you can get your first refill pack for free. That's your first refill pack for free at getquip.com slash brain candy. Love it. Love yep. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So that was my story. Yeah. I love when you rant. Oh God. I was so angry, but whatevs. Uh, yeah. You did the right thing. I'm, that's my, you know, that's I, what I was, now that you say that, I was kind of thinking of that show. Like what's that show? Uh, oh like, yeah. What, what would you, you do? What would you do? Or something like that. Like that, is I feel like, like that, that would be a scene and I would be that person who would say, would be, I, I that was it. Yeah. You Dang. know? Because she was sending messages to her child about him in a way that I felt hurt my heart to watch. It just seems so insane. Like if you even think about it for two minutes, the idea that a color or a smell could be... Oh, really? Blackberry and vanilla? Let's separate those. Tell me what's feminine about a blackberry. (laughs) Okay. Now tell me what's feminine about the smell of vanilla cake. Right. Go ahead. Right. Nothing. (laughs) Right. And I mean, I've worn men's... Uh, cologne. Me too. Like to me, there's no difference. It depends on right. your chemistry, whatever works. Totally. For you. And it's hand lotion for Christ's sake. Right. And I think no, it's hand there were lotion. Flowers on uh, it. No. <laughs> right. No, that's I hate gay. everyone. Yeah. Yeah. That's super gay. Um, do you, have you ever seen the viral videos of like the, uh, usually I think they're like, it's like a room full of young people of color and they're mm-hmm. like looking at a computer screen and then they're reading their, whether they got accepted to like an, Oh, yep. Yep. Yeah. They're it's super so popular and, you know, heartwarming and stuff. It turns out that the school that was doing that though is a huge fraud. No. Yes. And these, what the is wrong with everybody? <laughs> I'm so angry. <laughs> we're the starting fuck? the year off real positive. <laughs> well, no, we're just pulling back the curtain on this phony bullshit this this is a school um gosh i can't remember even where it is but um and a lot of this is fucking white people what is wrong with us i don't think it is white people i'm not sure but i believe the school is run by people of color but they were uh, doctoring the records of the students saying that they were accomplishing things that they weren't actually accomplishing and um Obviously, mm-hmm. as a result, a lot of them were getting into really uh, hard and rigorous. Wait, uh, okay, know. I'm confused at which end this is happening on. So this isn't like Harvard, and I was under the impression which either way it's fucked up. But no, like I was the principals of the high school, Ivy League schools are Mm-mm. doctoring no the reaction videos. No, what's being doctored are these kids' um, records so that they get into these schools, but they're not actually prepared to go to them. Oh. So then they're going to the Harvards and Yales and wherever, and then they can't handle it. Oh, no. And they're dropping out and quitting and having like PTSD. Oh, no. 
And then now the school is being investigated, and it turns out that they were lying about the the students' um, performance on academic tests and uh, sports and all sorts of things. No. Can you believe that? No. (laughs) It's terrible. Yeah. Okay, white people, you're off the hook just this once. I I can't say for certain, but I believe that there were three people that were sort of in involved in it and they i think were really they were maybe their intentions were good and really it benefited them as well to have a school with such high um i mean and then like part of me is like you know all those every single all the you know fancy kids whose parents just pay for Mm -hmm. their way into those schools they're not any more prepared for it either so well, they're probably prepared in the sense that, like, they know how to like skirt the system or just do yes. like oh, the minimum, that's true. yeah, and get oh by. But a lot of these kids were going, and oh. then they would be like staying up yeah. all night trying to keep up, and they like didn't know the basics, and they would they would even in, they were interviewed by the New York Times, and they'd be Damn. like, I didn't know a lot of the stuff that like everyone else just knew, you know, offhand. Wow, that we're, I want to know what kind of stuff that it like. What is the well? Then they're like we're failing these high school kids. If well, remember that big of a difference. Remember that book I read, Educated, last year, and it was about the girl that was homeschooled, but really wasn't even homeschooled. She was just like not educated her whole life, and then when she finally did get into school, she didn't even know what the Holocaust was. I think oh it's God. like that, but not as severe. Oh gosh, yeah. what do you even do? Well, right, and it, it, my heart breaks kids for the kids. To yeah, go to college. Yeah, and maybe how, not Harvard. But how about instead of doctoring their stuff? How about trying to give them the education that they actually deserve while they're in right. high school? Right. Put that energy towards. Oh God. Uh-huh. Or giving so, giving some sort of like structure and support for to ensure the child's success. Yeah. And like whatever that may be, because it seems like. We're just doing it for the video, and then it's that's it. One, those videos are so oh. fun, and it's so exciting, and you're just rooting for the oh. kids. Everyone yeah. wants that sort of feeling, and it's heartwarming. So they were all coming from the same school? Yes. Oh. And this was a school that was claiming to have, like, this crazy graduation rate and acceptance mm-hmm. rate into... Mm-hmm. Yeah, Man. and so, like, despite the it's fact that the students were... It's a whole system set up. Yeah, they were coming from underprivileged backgrounds, but they mm. were excelling, and it was a success story. Yeah. Any other schools were coming to those principals and being like, can you teach us? Can you consult mm. us on how to get the same results at our school? <laughs> it's terrible. Oh, so. my God. That's so depressing. Yeah, you're welcome. Oh, yeah. What's your position on... Whether I'm so mad at the Ivy League schools doing this, and now I'm like have mixed feelings about whether or not I even think this is like I don't know where to put my. Well, who are you? No, it's not the Ivy League schools' fault. Well, I know that. That's what I'm saying. Like originally, that's what I was so angry at, and now I'm like. I don't know if when the shoe's on the other foot, when it's not like the big dog who's, you know, I feel like, okay, what's the intention? So the intention Mm -hmm. changes. Originally, I thought the intention was that there was a lot of like greed and a lot of like wanting to look like they were more accepting and inclusive 
to mm. a particular population than they really were, like thinking that the Ivy Leagues were the ones who were like behind this. But then, to see, so the intention is like to make this fancy school look even better, well, or, wh- or at least more diverse. And I then was, I realized, you know, that um, the intention behind it is either to give these kids a, you know, successful life and like get, like let them go to a school that's amazing or to make their school you know look competitive amongst like when when they wouldn't be usually i went out the other night with this guy who went to harvard and we were talking about how harvard's been under fire lately by um asian folks who feel like they're being discriminated against because um if if harvard sort of didn't do a version of affirmative action Mm-hmm. then the percentages of each group would be different than they are. So like mm-hmm. there would be a lot more Asians that would get in than do. Mm-hmm. And so some Asians are suing and angry about this admission process. And then this one guy that was on Harvard's side who was Asian, then he got, you can look at your application when you get into Harvard Ooh. and read what people that were deciding whether you get in said about you. And they wrote about, because you're interviewed by an alumni before you get in. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And he was interviewed by an alumni and the alumni wrote like he's Asian but he's the good kind of Asian, <gasps> meaning like <laughs> Okay. And so then the guy turned on Harvard and was like furious about it. Um Dude. But it's really complicated because you know, we think of the Asian population as being a minority, but it's a different situation than um people of color in this country. So it's a really complicated and tricky of how you deal with that at that level. Yeah, it's all complicated. Oh, no, I'm glad I'm not involved. Oh, me too. Um, what uh, is your position on how, you know how people call food crack? I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Have you ever eaten something and been like, this is like crack? No. <laughs> really? Really. Why? The only time I've ever used like that kind of expression is when I refer to what happens to me when I drink an energy drink. And yeah. I say, I've never done methamphetamines, but I think that this is what would happen to me if I did because yeah. I am like a crazy person. Mm-hmm. And that's the only time I use anything like kind of close to that. Right. Because I'm like can't sit still and oh my gosh what's this over here i gotta look at this oh my gosh what's happening over here and like oh, <laughs> well it, it's not good i'll I tell you like my heart's gonna explode i'll tell you what some people think of it after i encourage people to do something for if they don't get all their vitamins with in their food which is all of us pretty much and take that means taking ritual vitamins i love these vitamins they taste like mint and the prenatal ones that they have now they taste like um I saw that they have them in like, what's the flavor? Lemon, I think. Oh, that's yeah. nice. Yeah. It's nice and soothing on the tummy. Yeah. Or maybe it's ginger. Whatever it is, it's something that, you know, is not gross like most vitamins. <laughs> um, and a lot of us don't get enough vitamins from our diets. And so this is a great way to fill in the gaps. Or if you are uh, trying to get pregnant or pre- pregnant, then you should get the essential prenatal, which gets you those nutrients that you need for a baby. Um, and for me, it's been a game changer because they don't make me feel nauseous. They, um, don't 
leave that gross taste in my mouth, and they're delivered right to your door and come right when you need them. When you run out, there's the new bottle. Better health doesn't happen overnight. Start your year with Essential for Women. It's a small step that helps create a healthy foundation for 2019 and beyond. Visit ritual.com slash brain candy to start your ritual today. That's ritual.com slash brain candy. Um, and if you are eating food, that like <laughs> like you should be, yeah. then you probably shouldn't call it crack, okay. as uh, I was saying, because somebody wrote an article for Grub Street that was saying, I didn't know this, but apparently at some restaurants, they're naming foods like um, potato crack or like cr- oh, chocolate God, crack. Oh, God, I don't like that. Yeah, oh, like, my God. To me, yeah, that's that it's super appetizing and you can't stop eating it. But they, the article argues that it's like racist and classist. and Super. Yeah. And I never thought I about it I totally that agree with that. It's so you, say, oh, uh-uh. you had a sense and, for this before I even mentioned it. Yeah, that I don't like that. That it feels uncomfortable to use it. And even when I describe myself, how I, like I need to have a whole explanation of the scenario and when and how, you know, because yeah. I don't like that. And I don't like any time somebody is very... Oh, man. And this is kind of like, oh, this is just because this is the the world that I live in. And I don't like any time somebody says like, oh, my God, I'm so ADD or, oh, my gosh, I have OCD or, oh, my mm. gosh, that is like crack. Because it's very, it's very like dismissive of these things that cause, that are really serious for people. That it's the same as like, I don't know, mm-hmm. I put in the same category as if you were... Like you wouldn't make that say that about like cancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with you. It does like um, minimize the. It severity. minimizes it. Yeah, minimize. Think that's the word I'm looking for. Because mm-hmm. like, you know, then because the, and it, if somebody really does have something that has to do with that, like or or, I don't know. I just I don't know. That's how I feel. Like just. It's insensitive. It's insensitive, yeah. Yeah. Well, then... And may, should we be sensitive all the time? This is like that thing. It's like... Well, no. I, You know my policy. If it's funny, I'm, I'm, I approve. But very but that's rarely... that's not funny. Yeah. I've never actually heard someone say, oh, I have OCD as a joke and have that right. be funny. It's never, funny. ever. And same with, oh, my God, these potato chips taste like crack. And the only per- way I can think of that is in Kim Kardashian accent. Yeah. It, it's never going to be like, wow, what a great joke you just told. Right. It's lazy. It's super lazy. Yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't, it wasn't something that bothered me before I read this. I never thought about it, but I was like, yeah, I guess that is stupid. Especially if it's on menus. My God. Yeah. I don't like that. So some, Mm. I think one restaurant had something called some kind of dessert that was like chocolate crack something. And they changed it to cracked to be like. To describe it, the nuts are okay. in it or something. So then it was yeah. like a little better, but I guess people are like, you okay, know what? You okay. probably shouldn't call it that. There's other names. Use like you like, if you if you brought out one of those big gigantic, you know, fruity drinks, you wouldn't call it alcoholics delight. <laughs> right. That well, people would be like, okay, well, that's can't... weird. Counterpoint though. Okay. okay. I could I could imagine because crack it. Even though that crack is a real thing, like it's a form of cocaine or whatever, it's kind of like the word moonshine, where it's a real thing, but it's more like slang. Yeah. So I could see them calling it moonshine something or whatever. Okay. 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 I can see that. (laughs) 
I but wouldn't do call, it, but you'd call like alcohol moonshine something. You wouldn't call. So it like would have to. You you're in essence it it. Yeah, that's true. It has like components of whatever that original thing was and there's nothing about my chocolate cake that has anything component of crack in it yeah you'd never call it like hot chocolate moonshine unless there was actually alcohol in it right so it means that there's a relation to alcohol so there's like some relation where you're saying like chocolate in a way and also i don't want to feel the same sort of guilt for eating my chocolate cake as i would for doing crack illicit drugs (laughs) (laughs) right i know that's a or good maybe point. is that like, ooh, I'm so dangerous. I'm doing something sinful. You know, it, it all it, that is a fascinating conversation. We we used to talk that about that a lot in religious studies because oftentimes mm. the way people talk about food relates to morality and uh, shame and sinfulness and things like that. And I noticed that even with my mom because my mom doesn't drink, and so sometimes she'll even say like. Why do you ha- why do you drink wine? I don't get it. And I'm like, well, why do you why do people have a piece of chocolate cake? It's enjoyable. Yeah. It does something to your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it makes life better than when you don't. And as and long as could, that's the case, yes. It, yes. if it's improving your life versus negatively affecting your life, then I say carry on. And isn't it interesting that there's something in us that enjoys talking about it in a way where we're like being naughty, like. I'm just, oh my gosh, isn't it bad? I'm going to have this extra piece of cake or like it's super naughty and like, or, oh, that's like sinful, you know, whatever. Like there's a part of us that kind of likes that, that part. Yeah. I I mean, that's a hundred percent of the time I'm with my mom. She'll talk about eating like, oh my gosh, I'm cheating today or I'm being naughty today. Yeah. My mom did it too. Like I'm going to be bad. Ooh, let's be bad and get the French fries. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what's that about? It's uh, not good. And I never hear men doing it. <laughs> oh, They're not you know like, what? I'm being naughty today. There was, and I remember back to a women's studies class I was in where we discussed how they do that with the things that we are supposed to be enjoying. So like women, mm-hmm. they've set it up so like the commercial will be for Dove Chocolate. And it'll look like the woman finally gets time for herself. So she's like taking care of herself. Mm -hmm. But in taking care of herself, she's being in, they're using language that makes her feel like she's being indulgent and and sinful. sinful. And so you send the message that you should be doing it, but you should feel bad about it. And that's fucked up, man. Yeah. It's super gendered and gross. You just have to be aware that it's going on. And like, and, and fight that because I think a lot of women do feel guilty for taking time for themselves and you absolutely freaking shouldn't. Well, and I think the whole thing was about and that language, it's like, it kind of makes things worse instead of it just being like, yeah, I'm going to enjoy this cookie and it's going to be really nice and make my life better. Then it becomes about like something you should feel bad about, but you want it anyway. And then you end up doing it more, I think. Yeah. And there's gotta be some link. There's gotta be some brain chemistry thing in that, where if we say that it's bad and then we have it, we get more dopamine because we feel like we're doing something we're not supposed to be, which reinforces us to buy whatever it is. So there's some, there's like a definite, like, um, you know, some, some sales psychology. Do you have, I'm sure you do, but what's the like, 
reason that our brain would revo- reward us for s- sinful behavior. That seems like oh. counterintuitive to me. But you're I right, feel it like does. We definitely discussed this in class too. Oh my gosh, I've had this conversation. <laughs> I will. I'll I'll find out if I can find an article that talks about that. Why well, we are rewarded. Yeah, cuz it seems like counter-evolutionary. Yeah. For sinful behavior. Cuz it yeah, is it that's is fun. Interesting. There's got to be something about feeling like we're getting away with something that other people aren't. So therefore have some like leg up on. Oh mm, yeah. Yeah. Competition. Yeah. yeah something well, like that. Maybe I'll tell you what's not sinful. And that is digitizing your memories. Uh, we were just talking about this on a previous episode about how millennials are in a pickle and don't know what to do with like pictures and movies and all that stuff. And hello, Problem solved. We have a solution. It's called Legacy Box. I used Legacy Box for all of my childhood pictures that I wanted to have digitized. And I did that with all the VHS tapes from Road Rolls and even like our wedding video, which wasn't in a format that we can could access now. So it's just great because all that stuff that's just collecting dust, you can actually enjoy. And to me, that's a no-brainer. Legacy Box makes it so easy. You just send everything away. They take care of everything safely. They take good care of it, and they digitize it for you. It's really simple, and then you'll have that stuff forever, and you can actually enjoy it instead of just storing it somewhere. There's never been a better time to digitally preserve your memories. Visit LegacyBox.com today to get started. Plus, for a limited time, they're offering my listeners an exclusive discount. Go to LegacyBox.com brain to get 40% off your first order. Go to LegacyBox brain brain. Save 40% today. Get started preserving your past. That's a good thing to do for New Year's. If you guys are cleaning up and trying to get organized, it's a great thing for that. Do you want to hear about nine things that were invented that didn't need to ever be improved upon? Yes. (laughs) Oh, I love these kind of things. I'll put this in the newsletter too. It's because I don't know if we'll get to all nine, but it's so cute. So the first one is I, we should probably, what would you put in there? The other day I was thinking I would put in, you know how like some people have electric can openers? Oh, I hate that's them. True. And I that's have a dumb. manual one. And I thought this was fine. Nobody needed to improve of this. Item. I would agree. I would agree with that. So, um, okay. I'm going to have to take a think on that. Okay. Well, uh, I'll give you some. That's a really good question, but I definitely will be able to come up with multiple answers within the next week. <laughs> the first one they have listed is the almighty toilet. Where th- Well, this they- is how I felt about urinals. <laughs> Unnecessary. Right. There wasn't nothing anything wrong with the toilet. You're right. You're right. Um, they were, you know, they've added some things like there are bells and whistles you can get now, but I mean, the essence of the toilet is pretty much stay the same the whole time. Um, the but ne- I compare that to like Thailand where they just have the hole where you can just, you just put your feet and down and squat. Yeah. So I think they, from the original design, we've done some pretty good improvement. <laughs> All right. I guess that's fair. But I mean, once you added right. plumbing, it's been pretty much... Yeah. The same. Yeah, yeah. The seat, the tank, the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, the next one, scissors. For four yeah, thousand years, it says they basic they they look basically the same as four thousand years ago, which is so cool. Yeah. 
like when they find them, yeah, when they archaeologists find them, they look pretty much the same. Wow. Okay, then I'm going to say fork. Oh, that's a good one. We're good with that. That reminds me of the bit Jerry Seinfeld does about chopsticks. He's like, you know, they've seen the fork. (laughs) Why are they still doing with the chopsticks? But hey, no, they're right with chopsticks. Yeah? Yes, because uh, you take smaller bites of food. Mm Mm-hmm. And so you you don't get full oh, you're more as mindful. full as fast. You're more mindful when you eat. And there's something about like the somebody from a like collectivist culture or like a Western or Eastern culture will chew. I think it's like 28 times per bite, whereas in the United States it's like five to seven times. Ew. Yeah. That's why we're all using our toilets. It has to do with like slow. Right. There you go. Good point. Full circle. Well, so I guess Sarah's just changed her answer from fork to chopsticks. Yes. Chopstick. (laughs) Don't change them. They're the right. They're good. Um, Okay. The next one they have is the mousetrap. Oh. Which is Which kind? Oh, what do you mean? The wooden one with the metal. the sticky paper or the one with the... (laughs) It it says the basic mousetrap, which is the spring-loaded. It was invented in 1898, and it does the job, and it's, like, super effective at killing them immediately, which is, you know, very humane. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not very humane. They still die. Right. (laughs) But, you know. But if you're going to kill a mouse, it's good to do it instantly. Um, Okay, the next one is the... Uh, barbed wire. Oh, okay. okay. Good one. I mean, you yeah. do still see Simple, that at prison and basic, stuff. effective, classic, effective, <laughs> classic. Also, a tattoo for a phase. Oh, right. Remember that? Thanks, Pam that Anderson. Yeah, Pam. What don't you think though? What, even when I look at those ones that they put on top of the prison, where it's like razors, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. I always think like I feel like I could get past that. <laughs> I think it's one of those things where you think you can, but you're something gets stuck. How have you hopped over fences often in your life? <laughs> Probably more than it, most people because of the challenge, right? Uh, yeah. Well, I have myself, and because like <laughs> I'm often one a person who forgets their keys or like oh, yeah. you know has to like got locked out of their house or was out past curfew and has to sneak in, and I have ripped many a pant leg or jacket <laughs> jumping over a fence without barbed wire. True. So, true. Yes. Well, and it says that it really is effective with farm animals, and that's the main purpose. Oh, is that makes to, sense. Yeah, prevent farm horses. animals and Sarah. <laughs> um, what else have they listed here? The yeah, door and knob. also they use it for birds to not sit on top of yeah things. Yeah, that's and true. Take poops all over the place. Yeah. Doorknobs, huh? Mm-hmm. It hasn't it was invented surprisingly late. Let's see when. Oh, 1878. Yeah, it seems like that would have been around longer. What? A doorknob was invented in 18 18- Wow. <laughs> what were they okay, doing before? Okay, Sue. You it, you need to do a deep dive into the history of doors because <laughs> what the hell did where were we using? Okay, so a doorknob. So that means okay, okay. Oh, let's they think were about doing this. the sliding ones, right? Yes, that's exactly it. So they yeah. had the bolt and they had that. It was just the turning mechanism. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I was like, oh, <laughs> was it an open door policy until then? <laughs> right, good point. 
<laughs> well, but once it was created, we were like, okay, we're good with that. Yeah, um, that's good. Oh, this is a real fun one. I like this. Okay. It gets me thinking of like other things. <laughs> yeah, that's why, because I had read the article and then when I used my um, can opener, I was like, yeah, this should be on the list more or less. Um, it says, nobody is quite sure who invented the plunger, but they did a great job because it really hasn't changed. And, and that you was, don't need it to do anything. Like, that's it. It's simple. Yeah. And it was invented in 1932. It says that's also well. I guess first has to come plumbing. So yeah, there's an order of operations to this. A lot. This author maybe had to go to the bathroom while he was writing this article. <laughs> Although it says nobody's quite sure who made the plunger because nobody ever took credit for it. <laughs> you that's would funny. though. You would be like, oh, I made absolutely. That. Taking credit for anything you want to give me credit for. Um, this, oh, they say it's good and awesome. (laughs) The paperclip invented in 1899. Remember we asked this question, which came first, the Swiss army knife or the paperclip? Oh yeah. And the answer is the Swiss army knife. Which is insane. Insane. And I shared that in, in, in a group and they did not think it was that interesting. What? They're like, thanks. What do I do with that information? You know, it's always shocking to me when people don't find us fascinating. <laughs> right. What the heck? So, you know. Um, I think this was the last one. It's eyeglasses. Yeah, that's a good one. Thank I mean, you, Ben Franklin. No, I guess those are bifocals. Oh, yeah. Let's see. And, oh, my God. They were invented in 1290 in Italy. What? Whoa. That is crazy. Well, you know, that what that shows is that there was a people were in desperate need yeah that eyes were bad like when there's a need then you invent the thing that matches the need still that's amazing to me that they understood the concept of how the eyeball worked oh my god you know good fucking point Susie. because that's essentially what the lenses are doing is pretending to be your eyeball so do you think they do you think they understood what the eyeball did or do you think it was something where they just looked through different things and it mm. they it wasn't necessarily knowing what the eyeball did but they thought that maybe the 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 glass or the whatever they looked through cuz I would imagine that they created some sort of glass that then magnified they saw something underneath oh. and they're like oh that's bigger so maybe if we create different depths of this different widths or, or, or thicknesses of this, it would change how we see through it. And then yeah. they developed the, the item, not with the understanding of how the eye works, but that, that's just, you know, I think you're onto like something though, being because observant. no, yeah. I think that you must be onto something. It was more of like magnification because it's, yeah. how could they know how the eyeball worked? But then it says for hundreds of years, glasses were meant to be held up by hand or tied around their head. Like they didn't even think to add the arms until like hundreds of years later. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it was like to magnify something to like make it. Yeah. I bet it was that that started. Oh, and cause I was, my guess was going to be the mirror too. That is a great answer. Because we really, once you just figure out something that's reflective, that, that, that's like the exact image, you which, are so man, that right. must have been hard to do. Because <laughs> right. who's the first person who's like, yeah, that's exactly what you look like. You, you don't really know when you look at, I don't know, it's weird. I did read about it though. I read, because um, it was saying how like, you know, what people saw themselves in, in a water reflection, but it took a long time before they figured out how to do like the poured metal type 
situation. Yeah. Yeah. And where it was like a smooth, mm -hmm. like a perfect image, you know, without like the good weird. addition to this list. We should write to them and tell them to add that. Yes. Wait, then, so did you, did you separate from this research mirrors? Yeah. I had read something else about mirrors. Yeah. This is why we have a podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I just, yeah, Susie has too much time on her hands, evidently. And Sarah can wants, talk about anything. Could, could, will be able to talk about. <laughs> I always say that because there, I don't know anyone else who is so adept at being able to go with the flow of a conversation as you. Oh, well, thank you. You know, I was thinking about this. <laughs> The other, well, no, Case I don't even point. mean to, I was thinking about something close to that about how people just relate in metaphors and how the whole thing about like, I heard that the difference between people and animals are the, is the ability to create metaphors. Oh my God. Because you can't say it's language. Like what's the difference between a person and an animal? And you can't say it's sense of self because we know animals have that too. Wait, did, I, were we the one having this conversation? Because it's ringing well, a bell. I had it in class, and then we've oh. definitely talked about it. I had it in class years ago, but we've talked about this here and there on the podcast before. I think but, that my brain doesn't absorb it because I'm like not okay with that being the only difference. I mean, that's just what this one researcher, or like that's like a theory. It's not like hard and fast. That's it, obviously. Well, There's, right. And oh, like some people would say it's the what do they call it's it? It's like the, abstract the prefrontal cortex or like, mm -hmm. yeah, it's like our, our what limbic system or something like that. Um, but maybe that's the kind of output that, that then create, yeah. can create metaphors. Mm -hmm. And so I was thinking that like, I was a child who really like everything was a metaphor. I was like, this looks like this, which looks like this, which like, I don't know what did that to me, but mm -hmm. I like created a lot of that. And I think that just like everything reminds me of everything else. Which is really just a, one big metaphor. I think that that is a gift, though, and you're so lucky because I think many people struggle with conversation, and mm -hmm. they they want to be more social and like be able to talk to people, but th their brain doesn't make those connections that fast, or or even mm -hmm. ever maybe, and so they can't do what you do so naturally. Oh well, thank you, because sometimes it's like one of those things where it's like a <laughs> gift and a curse. Right. Right. Or it's also like, I can't turn off. Like last night, oh my God, I was laying in my bed for so long because it just is like, this reminds me of this, reminds me of this. And I'm like, quiet. I really yeah, need that's to use noisy. that meditation app. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, wait, there's one more on this list, I think. It says violin. Violin was invented in the 16th oh. century in Italy. By the way, I read separately about violin that it was an instrument that was designed to sound like the human voice. What? Like it was Ooh. meant to sound like, and it kind of does, although it also sounds like cats screaming if you play poorly. Oh, yeah. But that's the last How's one. your banjo playing? It's fun. And you I love it. You doing that frequently? I try to, yeah. That's so good. Yeah, I like to get it out, but I'm not can good. The banjo, can the banjo and the ukulele play together? Oh, sure. Okay. Are you getting one? I think I might try to learn that. Yeah, I see Camilla playing her ukulele a lot, and it's really cute. Cause, and yeah. it's pe way more travelable than right. uh, a banjo. I met a five-year-old who could play pretty well, and I was like, I think I could do what he can do. <laughs> the ukulele or what? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I like, 
I mean, I'm I love not very musical, so I thought maybe I'd ask Susie, who is very musical. Oh, that's what, nice. What the, what the thing is, what the deal is with that. Yeah, that would be fun. I mean... With the violin, huh? But I'm not improving. That's the thing. You're not... Well... I don't practice enough to get better. I just tinker. But you know how to play songs and stuff. Yeah. That's a really hard instrument. Like, your fingers have to move fast. Well, and if you don't practice enough, then you don't develop the um, calluses, which actually are oh. helpful because it's painful otherwise every time. Because Even if you get... The, what about those little metal picks on the ends? Yeah, because that um, for a that's noise? on your... No, no, no. Those are on your right hand, oh. and the, you, you do use those. But on your left hand, where you make the chords up top on the... God. Thing, then they uh, they get they hurt. I go into like a panic thinking about having to move my fingers that fast to remember the next. Yeah, my my ability to be quick and come up with things fast in conversation does not translate the same in finger movements. Okay, but um, have you ever had one of those moments where, let's say, you are trying to make a particular pattern with even clapping or something, and mm-hmm. then you get it right, and you, it's almost like you're not even trying anymore; it just happens. I- I know what you mean by that. It almost becomes like that becomes like your, your, if you can get it, the way you move ecstasy. Yeah. You know, this is going to be really weird, but it's the only thing I can relate to that, but it's going to sound like a really weird one. You know, the game bop it. Yes. It's like that. I can get into a bop it zone where I used to be able to go for like a half an hour. Yeah. Same and thing. whatever the instructions, because my mind would just go into a place where it's kind of like being open to suggestion with that game, really. <laughs> Sarah, it's literally the same thing. It is a rhythm that you start to just do without thinking. Wow. And it, sometimes if you think, it ruins it. Right. Because I'm thinking like that's what with Papa. You just have to like get your brain into like zone out. It's being in the flow. Mm-hmm. Weird. What yeah. brainwave is that? This is cool. <laughs> This has been an excellent episode. It really has. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review and, mm-hmm. you know, subscribe and tell us how much you love us. Tell some friends. Yeah. They can listen to. Then if you don't know what to talk about, you can just talk about what we talk about all together. Agree or disagree. Amen to that. And Happy New Year, everybody. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, Like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.